welcome back to This Is Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hilbert, and this is a podcast all about how to become the best version of you, finding who you really are, improving yourself, feeding your soul, and exploring new ways to grow in each area of your life. How has everyone's week been? I'm currently recording this episode on New Year's Eve, kind of just to get ahead a little bit, Um, but I'm trying a little bit of a new setup. I'm video recording the episode so I can use um, clips just to make little, I don't know, like mini ads almost, and I'm also trying it with headphones on. Normally, I just have my mic set up and I don't have headphones on, Um, but I'm trying it because sometimes I get really distracted by little things like my cat attacking my feet or my phone will go off or something and that really has been distracting for me. So I'm trying that. But speaking of the video recording, I have my hair and makeup done um, just because I want to look cute on New Year's Eve. Not that we're really doing anything, but New Year's is the one of the only times that I get to and actually enjoy wearing glitter. So not even COVID is going to stop me this year. But uh, that's why my hair and makeup is done for anyone who's wondering why I look so done up just to record my podcast. Um, I know this isn't very exciting for anyone other than myself and Zach, but the other day we accidentally made the best chip dip um, ever and we're making it again tonight and I'm so excited. We, I, it's all I can think about to be honest. We mix like avocado, cream cheese, and salsa together with some onion, salt, pepper, and like garlic powder. Well, might add some lime or something, but It is absolutely delicious, and you are all welcome. Okay, I don't really think I have any more updates for this week, so let's get into this episode. This week's episode is all about the toxic love life, and not just any toxic love life. This is about your best friend's toxic love life. Now, you're probably asking yourself, Kelly, why are we talking about someone else's love life today? What about mine? Don't worry, we're going to get there. But today I want to talk about this and what to do when you cannot stand the person your best friend or your sister or your brother or maybe even your parent is dating. Because when that happens, it can feel almost like we ourselves are dating someone we do not like. I've seen this happen many times. I have been, I've experienced it myself. I mean, I've even been the person who has dated the fool that all of my friends hated multiple times. For any of my friends listening out there, I am terribly sorry, and thank you for sticking through all of that. To give you guys some background on my history of being the best friend who secretly, or not so secretly, despised and planned the demise of my best friend's significant other, this happened way back in high school when I was around the age of 15 or so. My best friend of many years had just started dating this older guy in our school, and right from the get-go, I did not like him. I can't tell you exactly why, but I just did not have a good feeling about him. I was going to say I didn't have a good feeling about this man, but back then he was definitely a boy. I did not have a good feeling about this boy. Sixth sense kind of dealio, if you know what I mean. All of our friends around us thought that I was crazy, and they begged me to give him a chance, very well knowing that my opinion was really important to her. Well, as you can guess, he was not the nicest guy, and definitely earned my disapproval. He ignored her at random times, only wanted to spend time with her when it was convenient for him, and to top it off, he cheated on her. Multiple times. Now, as you can imagine, I was livid. 
No one messes with my best friend like that. No one treats someone I care about that way. Well, I can't say I know what he said to her to convince her to forgive him, but she did. And they continue to date after that. And this is where things get a little tricky. Because now he is fully aware of how I feel about him, and so is she. And this is what drove her and I apart. She turned to some of our friends for support and encouragement, and for a while, we weren't as close anymore. I was no longer her ride or die, her confidant, her ally. She no longer wanted to confide in me, and to be honest, I didn't really want to hear it. As you can imagine, 15-year-old me thought I knew everything. I felt like she just dropped me, and she probably thought that I was a sucky friend. And honestly, I probably was, because A... I did not think, I did think that I knew everything, and B, 15-year-old me swore up and down. I would never let that happen to me. I had not been in her shoes before, and I guess you could say I determined my own fate later. I acted like I could never be with someone like he was, but until you're in that position, you have no idea what your mind will tell you, how easily you can forgive and forget. And I refuse to listen, but that isn't what your best friend is for. Being, aren't you supposed to be able to confide in one, other, one another? I mean, that's at least part of it, right? Now, I'm sure there are some of you out there that agree with what 15-year-old me decided and some of you that agree that I deserve to be dropped. I'm sure many of you know exactly what it feels like to hate your best friend's boyfriend or girlfriend, which is why I want to talk about this topic. Because for a while, I lost my best friend and she found another one. I let my pride be the driving force that drove us apart a wedge between two best friends. We weren't close like that again for a long time. I judged her choices and she didn't want to deal with it. And later in life, when I was in her shoes, I didn't want anyone's judgment either. It was my decision to continue to date this person. And back then when we were 15, it was hers. Like the title of this podcast says, this is your life and that is theirs. You cannot make those decisions for them just because you quote unquote know what is best for them. So how do you handle this type of situation when you're listening to your friend cry or yell or babble on for the 500th time about their significant other and the crap that they pulled? You know, the one that broke their heart last month and they just can't seem to get away from? How do you handle your own emotions? Well, step one is take a deep breath. Real quick, just practice with me. Breathe in, one, two, three, and out, one, two, three always take a deep breath. Step two is to take a step back. Remind yourself that this is not your relationship. No matter how close you feel to your best friend or your sister or your brother or your cousin or whoever, you are not making the final decision and you can't make the final decision. You'll be blue in the face if you think telling them it's not worth it will be the end. This is not your relationship, and even though humans feel for one another, we need to be aware of how much we are letting someone else's relationship affect us. Similar to when we were talking about drama queens the other week, we cannot allow their drama and their relationship affect our lives. Having that boundary for ourselves is extremely important. Remember, we are all about bringing in positive vibes and feelings and releasing anything that is negative. In the end, you are doing yourself a disservice if you keep all that negativity to just stew inside yourself. You cannot allow that frustration to control your life. I read this tweet the other day that, surprise of all people, Denzel Washington tweeted, but it said, easy to spot a red car when you're always thinking of a red car. 
Easy to spot opportunity when you're always thinking of opportunity. Easy to spot reasons to be mad when you're always thinking of being mad. You become what you constantly think about. Watch yourself. The sweet really got me thinking. I started thinking about how negative I was when I was re- when I was really not enjoying the job that I was working at. This was a couple years ago. Work was slow and we weren't making a lot of money and I was working in a role that I just didn't enjoy. And I felt like I was always mad. I was always upset about something and things were never going my way. And I swear it was because of my mental state. I was the problem. I wanted to see the negative in everything to perpetuate the narrative that I was the victim. I wasn't making any money and I had worked there for so long and worked so hard and blah, blah, blah. Even if I hadn't made more money after changing my attitude, I would have changed my current reality from being filled with negativity to being the positive, loving, encouraging person I wanted to be. That situation might not seem similar to disliking your best friend's significant other, but I promise it is. You are allowing that negativity into your life and you're allowing it to affect you and morph you into this negative person. Even if you are positive in other areas of your life, when you are around your best friend or sister or brother, you are changed into this person that you don't want to be. You're changing your thought process and your natural resting mood. And over time, that becomes your norm. It becomes who you are. So step two again is take a step back. You are not in this relationship and you will not let it affect you. Now step three is listen. Listen because we do not want to keep, we want to keep and nourish this friendship apart from their relationship. At the end of the day, this person is coming to you for support. So here's kind of where you have to make your own decision. If you can't break yourself away from them, feeling so mad or frustrated about what they're doing, then you need to set and enforce those boundaries. You need to tell them that for your own mental health, you don't want to talk about their significant other, that you love them and you always be there for them, but this is a line you need to draw. Explain that you are just too affected and need to take that step back. Maybe not forever, but just a little while. Now, your other option is to listen and be a sounding board for them. When you give them advice, whether it is to break up with this person or not, you do not put all your cards on them actually doing it. You remind yourself that you did your best and at the end of the day that is your life and this is yours at the end of the day you do what you need to do what is best for you and your own mental health but it is to remember it is remember it wow it is important to remember that part of any relationship platonic or romantic is making sacrifices and if you can't handle it if you can't handle it then sometimes that sacrifice is listening to your friend complain about the fool that they're dating step four is be there when it doesn't work out If it does, lovely. If not, be there for them. Give them some extra loving and refrain from saying I told you so because that sentence is unnecessary. No hurting human being needs to be told that and hear that. At the end of the day, you are just there for them like they are there for you. Remind yourself, you are not perfect either and you can't control who you fall for. This is your best friend and to be their ride or die, their confidant, their ally... You have to be there through the hard times, and sometimes those hard times are really hard, and they last a while. So am I not supposed to tell my friend I don't like who they're dating? Is it okay that I do that? Well, let's break that down. Obviously, you want to be honest with your friend as you care about them, and you want what is best for them. Especially when this person is asking for your opinion, being honest with them is important. But the key is to be aware of how often you are expressing this negative opinion and how aggressively you are expressing this opinion. 
No person wants to be lectured all day long about how terrible their significant other is, especially by their best friend. Think about it in reverse. Would you feel good hearing negative comments about the person you're dating over and over? Probably not. It can really affect your overall mood and state of mind, having both those worlds clash over and over. This is something you want to be aware of when giving your opinion or advice. I'm not saying you should lie, but sometimes just listening and keeping your opinion to yourself is needed, especially when you've already made it clear how you feel about the situation. Like we talked about earlier, part of being a friend is being there just to listen. I know this is much easier said than done, but being aware of our actions on either side of the situation is important. First and foremost, you are their friend, not therapist. I'm going to say that one more time for those of you in the back. You are their friend, not their therapist. I think that especially when we're younger, we subscribe to this idea that we should be giving this amazing, world-changing advice every time our friends have a problem. But we're not their therapists. You can be a good friend by just listening, by just giving your presence and attention. Sometimes all they need is a shoulder to cry on or an ear to vent to, and you can be those things. You can fully be there for them in the moment, and then when you leave, shake it all off and leave the problem where it resides, with the person who it belongs to. Now there's a fine line between keeping unwarranted opinions to yourself and feeling uncomfortable with the situation someone you care about is in. Don't be afraid to talk to your friends or family about issues and feelings you're having, but again, we do need to do this when some we don't need to do this when someone is simply having a normal relationship issue. Things aren't going to always be perfect between two people, and some people like to share those experiences and situations more than others. But you can be supportive during those times without bashing the other person in the relationship. Plus, we can all use a devil's advocate now and again. Full disclosure, I have someone in my life right now that I've been this way with in the past. Less that I was scared of how they would react and more so that I knew it wasn't necessary for me to express my opinion about the person that they were dating. And that might sound very odd to some of you, but let me explain really quick. This is someone who is extremely independent and if she wants your opinion, she will ask for it. Otherwise, you might as well be talking to a brick wall. Now, I've known this person for a very long time and know how she can be, so me keeping my opinion to myself makes sense. If the situation were to continue and escalate and get worse, would I tell her? Absolutely. Because no, I don't want to see her get hurt, but every relationship has its ups and downs. And so in the meantime, I trust her to figure it out. So my response to this question is that if you are in a similar situation to me, I don't find it an issue to keep that opinion to yourself if it's unwarranted. Now, if either A, your friend is in a very toxic relationship and looks like they need a good wake-up call, it might be time to have a good old sit-down chat with them. Or B, if you're just nervous to talk to them about it, it might be time to just suck it up and have a, wait for it, good old sit-down chat with them. If this is someone who you are close to and if this person cares about your opinion, then having a talk about it should be just fine. It may take them by surprise and you should be prepared for such a response, but take it easy and make sure you point out that you're not trying to attack them or their relationship, but you care deeply for them and feel uncomfortable with a couple things. The biggest point I want to drive home today is to make your friend aware that you care. You are there for them and you want what is best. You will be there no matter what happens. If you can, try to mentally and in some cases physically distance yourself from their relationship. Find the line between being involved in their life and being over-involved in their relationship. You have your own life and they have theirs. You are their friend who loves them and would do anything for them, but you are not their therapist. 
Everyone has to experience their own life journey and find the best path for themselves. Yes, we find others along the way who can help us grow, but we all have separate paths. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and were able to find or just see a different side of things. listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed and were able to see a different side of things. Please, please, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and go like and follow my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash this is your life podcast. There I post more resources and updates on episodes as well as overall encouraging content. If you have any suggestions or requests for episode topics, you can email me at this is your life podcast at gmail.com. And remember guys, this is your life.